Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. If you're new to the church or you want to learn more about us, you can always check us out at thechurchrc.com. Or we would love for you to stay connected throughout your week and everywhere you go with the Church RC app. Available for free anywhere you download apps. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. Come on, just while you're at it, come on, give it up for Jesus who changes lives, who transforms people that loved us while we were still in our sin, while we're still messed up, while we still make mistakes, while we still have failures and faults. That's the kind of God that we serve. And, uh, you know, if you're here and maybe uh, you've never been here, welcome to the church. My name is Brian Sparks. I'm the lead pastor here at the Church RC, and we're so honored to have you here. And uh, I hope that you feel welcome. I hope you feel right at home. Uh, I'm going to assume that you're all smiling and loving me because I can't see anybody but a couple. And, uh, but you know what? Uh, we are just honored. Hey, let there be light. And uh, we're just so honored to have you here. We're excited about all that God is doing in the church. And, uh, and before I jump in and before I go any further, if you will, do me a real big favor and welcome everybody that's listening online and on Facebook live right now. Come on, welcome them. We have people that can't make it, people that couldn't be here. And so we love technology and, and uh, you know... Um, if you're looking for the perfect church, you haven't found it. But if you're looking for a church that, that believes Jesus changes lives and, and believes in grace and believes in mercy and believes in when we mess up and we make mistakes and we fall short, that God is able, well able to restore, then you've come to the right place. And so uh, we, we hope that maybe this you found your church home. We always say this. We know that we're not the church for everyone, but we know that we are the church for someone, and uh, and so uh, we would love to have you join us again next week. Uh, we're back in Fort Elementary. I will tell you that the seats aren't as comfortable, <laughs> and all all the RC people said Amen. Uh, somebody goes, man, I can get used to those padded seats. And I said, man, you better not. <laughs> if you come back here next week, you'll be by yourself. But. Uh, uh, but no, it's, it's, you know what? We just are excited about, we, we come together in not perfect situation. And uh, we meet in an elementary school and we love doing what, we just believe like God's called us to reach people. And uh, however he does that, we're in a building campaign and we're working towards a building. We're not there forever, but guess what? When we get there, we get there. Amen. I've learned to celebrate seasons. Amen. And it's hard sometimes to be in uh, one season and wanting another. And so just celebrate the season you're in. Some of you, that's a word for you today. You need to celebrate the season that you're in. And uh, you're looking down the road wondering what's next, what's happening. I want the next best thing. Come on. But God's saying, celebrate the season you're in. Amen? Amen. You got a Bible? Turn to Luke 24, 13 through 21. I almost forgot. Our service times next week are 945 and 11, 30. Whew. Yeah. 945, 1130 at Ford Elementary. We'd love to have you there. And also, uh, maybe you're from uh, Silver Springs area. All my Silver Springs people, are you here? Come on. Uh, we are launching our second campus in Sulphur Springs, Texas in September. And uh, sometime in September, October, that's our plan. And so if you haven't, and maybe you're from that area or maybe you know somebody from that area, please let them know. Uh, and they'll give you all the information uh, on what to do at the end of service so you can find out a little more information about that. Luke 24, 
And we're going to read verse 13 through 21, Luke 24, 13 through 21. It says this, Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one named Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping... Come on, how many of you have ever hoped for something? But we were hoping that it was he who is going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things have happened. If you're taking notes today, you can title this message, Alternate Endings. Alternate Endings. Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. They didn't come to hear a word from me. They've come to hear a word from you. So, Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts, that we may hear from you. Speak to us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Alternate endings. Have you ever went to a movie, and at the end of the movie, you thought, surely that's not it? Nobody stays for the credits, but you kind of hang around for the credits because you think there has to be more to the story. Right? They just, they just left me completely and totally hanging. There's, there's like I, a character that you made me fall in love with for the last hour and a half who I've been pulling for and rooting for. Now all of a sudden you just say, that's over, and they just leave you to, to your own imagination. What happened? What happened next? What, what was the end? What happened to the character? You know, there's a couple of movies that I think of, and if I spool these, it, you really should get out more because they're really old movies. So, um, but one movie is Castaway. And, you know, he was stranded on an island for years. For years, and he had this one box. He worked for FedEx. He had this one box that he decided not to open. He had opened all the other packages that had washed up on shore, but one he decided, I'm not going to open this box. And then he decided when he finally got back to deliver the box, he delivers the box. The person who uh, it belongs to is not home. He's driving down the road, and he realizes that the person is a, a woman that just passed by him. And it just goes away. Does he go back? Do they have kids, get married, live happily ever after? Does it change his whole life? Does that moment, like, you know, you kind of want to know, like, what's the, what's the more to the story? Like, can't you just give us a glimpse, like, of, of something like them walking down the aisle? Just give us a glimpse of it would make me happy. But no, they just leave you hanging. 
another movie that drove me crazy was the movie Inception. Uh, because it completely leaves you hanging. Uh, what he did is they would go into dreams and try to change different things. And, and, he had, uh, and, and he had a top that he would spin. And if the top never stopped spinning, then you knew that he was in the dream. He was still in a dream. And so he knew that he had to get out of the dream. The very end, he ends up with his kids. Seems like a happily ever after. And before he walks out to play with his kids, he spins the top. He goes outside and the top just continues to spin. So does it ever wobble? Does it fall down? Did he actually make it back to his kids? Does it end in a good way or is he just dreaming? It makes you go, what's the end? Like, please, for crying out loud, could you write the end? Like, let me know. I want to go in and just say, hey, guys, let me just fix this, okay? Let me just fix it. It starts wobbling. It falls down. He's happily ever after it's done. That's the way I am, but that's kind of just because I like to be able to end things the way I think that they should end. I like to be able to change the ending. There was a very popular uh, book series out uh, in the 80s and 90s called Choose Your Own Adventure. And in these books, the author wrote, he, he would let you pick which way the book ended. He let you decide, like, this is the way I want it to end. So they said, if you want the, it to be a happily ever after, go to chapter 3. Or go to chapter 13, I mean, and then you're happily ever after. You get the story that you want. They'd say, if you want it to end this way, then you get to, you get to change the way it ends. And we like, to, they, we like to be able to alter the ending to fit the way that we think that it should fit. In 1985, uh, the, uh, some producers and uh, some uh, screenwriters made a decision to make a movie called Clue. And in ni- this is 1985 before a lot of you, all my 80s kids, where y'all at? Come on, somebody. When music was music. I see you singing Beat It going down the car, I, 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 down the, driving down the interstate. That's okay. That's where I'm at. Um, but in 1985, they uh, came out with a movie, Clue, based on the board game Clue. Uh, most of us have probably played this game. Well, they came out with a movie based on this board game. And most people didn't know that they wrote it with three different endings. And so they would, they randomly selected where the endings went. They just sent, sent all the movies out. So you could actually show up at a theater in Greenville, Texas, watch the movie Clue and get a completely different ending than those watching it in Rockwall. And then when you got the DVD, if you were a passionate clue person, you got the DVD, you could actually pick, now that years later, you can actually pick ending one, ending two, or ending three. We like to choose the way things end. We like to pick it. We like to kind of alter things. We like to change things to make them fit the way that we think they should fit. And people haven't done just, just with... Uh, TV shows. They haven't done this with books, just with books. They haven't done this just with movies. But the fact is, is that people have been altering the gospel for years. They've been picking and choosing the things that they want and the things that they think it should look like. And sometimes, you know, hey, let's, let's, just, let's just change a few things and let's just make it look the way that we think that it should look. Let's just, let's just alter it a little bit so that it fits. It's a, little more, it's a little easier for the American audience to handle if we just change a few things around. 
But the truth is, is the Bible is an all or nothing kind of gospel. Jesus either said what he said and did what he did and was who he was or he was crazy. There's really no in-between, right? I mean, we can't pick and choose, but that's what we like to do. We like to say, you know, here's the thing is that I like this part of the God. I love the grace part. Oh, I love grace. Grace is a good part of the Bible. Come on. I like that part, but I don't like that giving part. (laughs) Giving to others is not cool. Like, so let's just take that out of the Bible. I like the forgiveness part. I really love being forgiven. I love, I love that part of the Bible, but I don't like the part where Jesus says to forgive others as I have been forgiven. So we like to change the gospel. We like to alter it. We like to just, you know, I'm just going to keep this and I'm going to take a little bit of this out. Come on. When you go to Costco, you don't, how many of you know you don't buy two batteries? You buy enough AA batteries to last the end of the world. That's what you buy. I mean, you, you buy a huge amounts of everything. Can you imagine walking into Costco and finding a big box of chips that will feed a family of 5,000 and opening this box of chips and just taking two out? They'd be like, no, it's all or it's nothing. You either buy the whole thing or you don't buy any of it. See, here's the deal is that people still change the gospel. They alter Jesus to make him look like they think that he should look. Because there were some things that Jesus did that can be a little bit controversial. I mean, Jesus said this, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. He didn't say, I am a way. There's a lot of other ways, and it's all, that's what people like to say, right? All roads lead to God. And if we just stay harmonious with the universe, man. Not Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through me. It's all or nothing kind of package. That's just the way the gospel works. Uh, but people and authors and uh, all these different people have taken the gospel and they've taken it in bits and pieces and they rewrote it to fit what they think that it should look like. One of the most famous people that you would probably know or have heard of, you wouldn't know him because he's been dead a long time, but you would have heard of is Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson did not like the Bible that you read. He, was, he, liked, he liked parts of it, but he didn't like all of it. So what he decided to do is, I'm going to take some scissors, and I'm going to cut out the pieces that I like, and I'm going to paste them in a book, and then I, when I get to the end of it, when I read it, and I feel good about myself, and I like everything that Jesus does, that's where I'm at. That's the Jesus that I want. And he worked, he cut, and he pasted until he finally got the Jesus that he wanted. The Jesus that he thought Jesus should look like. Albert uh, Schweitzer wrote a book called The Quest for the Historical Jesus. Mr. Schweitzer had read all of these different uh, writings of uh, people who had altered the gospel, who had changed things around to make them fit, make Jesus fit into the mold that they thought he should fit into. And what he discovered is this. In editing Jesus, they made Jesus look more like them 
than like Jesus. So humanist people would create a humanist Jesus. Liberal people would create a liberal Jesus. Conservative people would make a conservative Jesus. Democratic people would make a Democrat Jesus. And what happens is, is that you end up with someone who looks like you, but not someone who looks like God. Jesus said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. And, and if we're not careful, what we end up doing is we end up forming Jesus in our own image. Making him look like we think that he should look. They didn't stop there because they would not just try to change Jesus, but they actually tried to change the gospel. Many of them rewrote the way the gospel ended because they didn't like what this said. So they said, you know what? We can write a much better ending. And so a a lot of them would end on Palm Sunday. And if you don't know the, what Palm Sunday is, it's where Jesus is riding in on a colt and everybody is celebrating, everybody's cheering, everybody is, I mean, they are like, you're the man, you know, like, it is, it is a really, and here's the deal, is that I can understand how you could go, you know, that's a good place to end, because a parade is a good, a good stopping point. I, I, my wife loves Disney, all things Disney, going to Disneyland and Disney World, and I love my wife, So I go because she likes to go, right? But I don't love all things Disney to the point that she loves all things. She's convinced that I do, but I don't. It's a little fun, but it's not real fun. But but here's the deal, is that there is one part of Disney that I love. I mean, besides the spending thousands of dollars, besides the waiting in our and a half long lines besides all of that the one thing I do love is the parades because their parades are awesome their parades are amazing I mean I, 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 you, you, everybody forms on the street and everybody's cheering as Mickey's coming down and come on we're eating caramel apples and popcorn and coke and because there's no calories in Disney and it's just amazing and it's awesome and everybody's singing along and they're getting taken back to their childhood and they're celebrating and it's awesome and it's amazing and after it's all said and done guess what we all cheer we all walk away we're all happy I can see how you could edit the gospel to end there because I mean Jesus showing up riding in and everybody celebrating is a good place to end a parade's a great place to end. The problem with that is that it doesn't show the power. It, it doesn't show how far Jesus was really, really willing to go to redeem mankind. It shows this. It shows Jesus showed up. He put on flesh. God came down in the flesh, Right? He walked among us. He did some really great things. He, he taught some really amazing things. And he was here for the celebration. He's here for the good times. He's here for the joy-filled times. He's here for the parades. He's here when everybody's clapping for him. He's here when everybody's cheering him on. He's here for those times. But as soon as it starts getting difficult, as soon as it gets a little bit hard, 
as soon as things start to be a little bit challenging, I'm out. I'm, I, I'll do anything for love. Come on. But I'll, I won't do that. That that's, takes something away from the gospel. It changes it. So we can't end with a parade because it doesn't really show how far he was really willing to go. Some decided, you know what, you're right. I, I think that absolutely we have to end it at the cross. We have to end it right there. We have to end it at the cross. And so they would, they would write in all the parts. They would show Jesus being betrayed. They would show Jesus being tortured. They would show Jesus being beaten. They would show Jesus uh, being uh, crucified. They would show him dying on a cross, and then they would end it. See, that's a little bit better than just the parade because it does at least show how far God, Jesus, was willing to go for humanity. He, w- he wasn't just there for the good times. He wasn't just there for the celebration. He wasn't just there for the joy-filled moments, but he actually was willing to take pain and take suffering and be crucified on a cross so that we could have relationship. I mean, but that, that's a pretty, at least it shows more of what he was willing to endure. But the problem is, is it's still not far enough. Start, still not there. Because if it ends at the cross, love, grace, mercy, and the Son of God is still buried in a tomb. 1 Corinthians 15, 16 through 18, the Apostle Paul wrote this book of the Bible, and he says this, For if the dead do not rise then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ, they've all perished. In other words, Paul is saying this, if Christ is still dead, then what are we doing? We're all wasting our time here. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, we're wasting our time. There are other things to do because if Christ is still dead, then we're still all in our sins. We haven't been forgiven. There is no grace. There is no mercy. That, that it, 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 we're, we need to find a different hobby. Let's all go to IHOP. Come on. Let's go, let's go grab some breakfast. Let's go play golf. Let's, let's do something else because what are we doing here? In fact, he even goes so far to say this. If Christ isn't risen from the grave, let's eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. It's all over. There is no hope in tomorrow. Changes the ending. That's where we find these two disciples. That's their mindset. They're walking down the road, and they have followed what they call a prophet for a couple of years now. They've walked with Jesus. And they're having this conversation, and they're talking, and they're going, man, you know what? He was really powerful in word and deed. But that's it. 
We thought it was going to be more than what it was, but I guess we were wrong. I guess we made a mistake. I guess we missed it. And they're sitting there and they're going, man, this is a hopeless situation. No doubt they're talking about the teachings that they heard Jesus teach. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I got a seven-mile journey with my friend, we're going to talk. If it's two girls, they're going to talk a lot. (laughs) Two guys, it's more like, what's up? (laughs) But... They're on this seven-mile journey, and they're, 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 you got to get into this because they've followed Jesus. They've walked with Jesus. They thought he was the Messiah. They thought he was going to change everything. And they're walking along, and they go, well, I guess he was just another prophet. I guess he was just powerful in word. I guess he was just powerful in deed. And so they're having these conversations, and they're talking And they start talking about the teachings, if you will, because I can just imagine this is the conversation that's going on. He says this, Do you remember when Jesus told us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves? Man, that messed some people up. Because then we said, well, who's our neighbor? And he said, the person that we're not even supposed to associate with is our neighbor. That's the person that we're supposed to love. That's the person that we're supposed to help. That's the person that we're supposed to go out of our way for. What about the story in the prodigal son? When there was a son who took his half of the inheritance from the father and he went out and he partied. I mean, he partied hard. He partied so hard that he, they ran out of money. He went flat broke, spending it on crazy things. And he's sitting there getting ready to eat some pig slop. And he thinks, my servant, my father's servants have it better than this. So I'll go back to my father and say, dad, please just let me be a servant. And the twist in all of this is remember, the father saw him afar off. And he ran to his son. And said, I take you back in as a son. And not only that, but he threw a party. Remember that? That was crazy, man. No doubt they talked about the amazing things that they saw him do. The amazing miracles that they witnessed personally. Remember the time that he healed the blind eyes? The man that was born blind. How he healed him? Remember the person that was lame and he picked him up from his lame bed and he got him to walk? You remember that time? You remember the time when we were all sitting around and listening to Jesus for three days preaching and we lost track of time? That's how good of a preacher Jesus was. You're like, well, you ain't there yet because it's been 30 minutes and I'm done, right? Come on. (laughs) Speed it up, Sparky. Ham's in the oven. Three days. And he looks around and he goes, do we got anything to eat? And there was two fish and five loaves and he fed everybody. You remember that? I guess it was just a waste. But what they missed in all the miracles, what they missed in all the teachings, 
was that there is a God who alters endings. And when you think it was going to go one way, it actually went the other way. And in a moment, they, he, Jesus opened their eyes and they saw that it was the Son of God, the one that they thought was dead, seven miles away in a tomb, was standing before them. And all of a sudden, what seemed hopeless became full of hope. And they realized that they were wrong all along. And they never saw the alternate ending coming. They never saw it coming. And what's incredible about a God who changes the ending, who altered the ending for his son, who should have been dead in a tomb, but was raised from the grave, he did all of that so that he could alter your ending. They stumbled into a conversation, feeling hopeless, full of pain, full of hurt. And in a moment, Jesus changed everything. And maybe today you stumble into a GMA hurt, hopeless, feeling like you have no purpose. Maybe you think, man, play boys to men, it's the end of the road, y'all. It's over for my marriage. It's over for my career. You don't understand, Brian, I messed it up too bad. I've made too many mistakes. I've fallen short too many times. There's no way that God can do anything with me. But let me tell you, friend, today, we don't just celebrate Jesus who was risen. We celebrate Jesus who can alter endings. We celebrate Jesus who changes lives, a Jesus that restores hope, a Jesus that brings peace, a Jesus that gives grace, that gives love, that gives acceptance, who alters endings, not just in that moment, but in every moment to come. That's what we celebrate in resurrection. The God who alters endings. At the Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you would like to contribute financially, you can go to thechurchrc.com slash giving. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, send us an email at amen at thechurchrc.com. Thanks and have a great week.